If you like girls, girls being reformed. If you like control, complete control. <laughs> if you want to lose privileges or stomp on a kitten. If you want to fucking roll. And you'll love this movie. <laughs> Music. Pictures podcast where we're going to talk about every single movie released by New World Pictures and welcome to another film of Prison March where we are talking about all the women in prison films released by New World Pictures. Let's play the name game. I'm Ryan. With me as always is Mark. Eldridge, Andrea. <laughs> and Erica. Hey guys, hoping to not lose any privileges today. <laughs> well, better watch yourself. And joining us for this episode, she is the amazing host of the Manic Movie Monday podcast. Erin Dawn is joining us for this episode. Welcome Woo! to the yes! podcast. I've, I've come here to fork people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have. Yes! Uh, and speaking of, it is time to put on your fuck you boots because we're talking about 1986's Reform School Girls. Why do young girls misbehave? Is punishment the answer? Welcome to our country club, ladies. This is the last stop on your tour. Here they are, the loveliest girls in the history of socially conscious cinema. Reform School Girls. My name's Edna. Some of the girls call me Eddie. Some are innocent, <laughs> but not for long. Some refuse to be degraded for about ten seconds. Your time is doubled. Says your chin. They come from all walks of life just to get stepped on. <laughs> time flies when you have fun. See the lyrical shower scene. Reflect on the dramatic city stomp. Scene. Yeah. Think about the spectacular one, one. hose down. Wow. This is the motion picture they said couldn't be made. Reform School Girls, starring Wendy O. Williams. You're wankers. Pat Ask. Bring me something to wipe my shoe. Linda Carroll. Kelly Murder. And Sybil Denning as Warden Sutter. You'll treasure the heroic saga of young ladies and their struggle for respect, decency, and a warm place to take a shower. <laughs> so young, so bad, so what? Reform school girls. <laughs> <laughs> that 
That's right. 1986's Reform School Girls, sponsored by Barn Dollar Whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) Planning a hookup in the back of a skeezy dude's truck? Nothing sets the mood like Barn Dollar Whiskey. And remember, no glass required, so save your Barn Dollars for another bottle of Barn Dollar. Uh, Reform School Girls is written and directed by Tom DeSabone, who we talked about in Angel 3, the final chapter. And I'm afraid this is the last of his New World films that we'll be able to discuss, which is a shame because I I think he gets the New World aesthetic. Really? 100%. Like like he's one of those guys, like Alan Holzman's Forbidden World and some of the other movies we talked about where like people just, some guys... And, and ladies just get it. They just get yeah. what New World's trying mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, Tom DeSimone. Uh, this is actually his third and final women in prison movie. He followed uh, 1972's Prison Girls, which he mentions is a disaster. And 1982's The Concrete Jungle. He wrote this on spec. And actually, while I think it is a, uh, it's obviously written as a sort of parody of all the women in prison films and has many of the touches of the women in prison films that New World released in the 1970s. This is really more of a throwback to the 1950s women in prison films. In particular, 1950s uh, So Bad, So Young, which is a movie he Mm -hmm. saw as a kid, and it was always in his memory. And, of course, that's where he gets the tagline, So Bad, So Young, So What?, which he came up with driving to the set uh, (laughs) one day and told New World, and they ran with it, uh, yeah. because it's in the lyrics of one of the songs. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. they, they Genius went, strikes at strange times. Yeah, they were like, that is it. That is, mm-hmm. the, that is what it. we're going to do. Call up the uh, dogs. We had hired a we had hired a whole strategy team, and we just let them go because yep. we, we got it. They were happy. That was a happy firing. <laughs> um, let's get into the cast, and I'm going to turn this over to Aaron. Because Aaron knows all this cast, so this is awesome, so I can take a break. Talk about the <laughs> cast. We'll start with Linda Carroll. All right. Linda Carroll was actually born in Boston on 2-9-1964. Okay. Uh, as, as opposed to the IMDb 1970, um, which, oh. which, if you do your math, would make her between 15 and 16 when this movie was made. <gasps> and uh. that would be illegal yeah she was actually born in 64 um in 1982 when she was 18 years old she was working as a waitress in boston at a place called jason's and she met a man named dennis lapore mm-hmm. and he was uh, considerably older than her and they fell in love she called him napoleon uh, because I guess he was short or you know, like, <laughs> I, I small penis. So. I don't know. I mean, Either I, we way, a compliment. Ask, so right? maybe his... <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> a nickname and... any man would really feel good about. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I feel I feel like that would have worked. And then uh, and then he called her Harlow because she had blonde hair, like Jean Harlow. Mm. Oh. So they fell in love and she expressed an interest in acting. And he said, well, I'm going to send you to Los Angeles and pay for it. So she got to LA, she did School Spirit, uh, which I, yes, she is naked in that, but I don't know if she has any lines or not. I think she had a line at one point, and, but they a cut line. it out. Okay. So then she auditioned for Reform School Girls. She got it. Um, he was not impressed with Reform School Girls and said, you know what? I can write a better script than that. 
So he writes a movie called Love at Second Bite. Yeah, because yes. Love at First Bite was already taken. Mm-hmm. Sure, and, sure. Uh, yep. Yep. So Unofficial sequel. Absolutely. <laughs> he decides he's going to arrange a meeting with a producer at a French restaurant. So Classic Napoleon. French... Absolutely. <laughs> they they go to this French restaurant. They're they're doing this pitch meeting. The guy is the guy the guy's like buying it. He's like, yeah, absolutely. He's like, we're gonna we're gonna do this movie. Well, it turns out that not only was Dennis Lepore married and had a child, but <gasps> he was also a mobster by the name of Champagne Denny. What? And the producer at the cafe was actually an FBI agent. Oh. <laughs> wow. Wow. Thus, the end of that relationship. I see. Um, but hey, for, do you hey, think for dessert, the... everybody, do you, can we have like a little bit of chocolate ice cream and a little bit of vanilla and a little bit of strawberry ice cream? Would that be cool if everybody? If we <laughs> Just my, well my favorite. It's my favorite. Very good. <laughs> perfect. So perfect. Wow. So she wow. goes on to do Back to the Beach with Frankie Avalon. Uh, and then she gets into an erotic thriller that was made by Gregory Dark under his name, Gregory Hippolyte, uh, called Carnal Crimes. Mm-hmm. And, in the 90s, uh, right? In the 90s, yeah. That was that, she also that, did uh, uh, 1988's Future Hunters with Sergio Santiago, which, yep. who is a big, uh, who got a start with New World Pictures and, well, really got a start in the Philippines, but does a lot of his American films, starts out there with uh, New World Pictures, I think with... 73's Fly Me is, is the first one I think mm. he does for Corman. Shit, that and, was right off the dome. Right? Look at that. Amazing. Woo! I Woo! thought it was great that I memorized Linda Carroll's whole freaking, you know, <laughs> it is. bio, it is. but that is like... I, I'm, I'm loving this. This is great. Both of you off the dome. <laughs> off the oh, dome. God, Mark, it's dome versus dome. Double dome. Dome versus double Hold dome. On. Mark and I are going to go get popcorn and we'll be right back. <laughs> one person enters. No, two person enters. One leaves. Uh, and then... Um, Wendy O. Williams is actually a much more interesting story, to be honest. Sure. She was born in she was born in Rochester, New York, and she left home when she was 16, not necessarily because she had a bad childhood, but because she wanted to experience life. She wanted to explore things. Uh, she had been a child prodigy musician. Uh, she went to the Eastman School of Music in New York, which is a very prestigious music school. Mm-hmm. And she wanted something beyond what her what she used to refer to her parents as cocktail drinking zombies. Uh, and she wanted to just experience a totally mm-hmm. different life. So that, cuts, I, that cut a little deep. I that cut a little deep. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> a little light up. Yeah. Yeah. That's the dream. Isn't it? I don't, oh man. Oh, God. put that grasshopper down. Yeah. So, <laughs> I um, will not. I will not. <laughs> no, thank you. Brains. <laughs> ah, I need it. So she traveled all around the world. Uh, She traveled everywhere from Europe to Florida to Colorado. She became a macrobiotic cook at one point. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was very, uh, even in her teenage years, she was, you know, smoke and drink. Like she was, you know, and indulge in drugs and in experiments. And however, that's a surprise. (laughs) Well, later on, she completely became a teetotaler and like, and swore off everything and became mm. this like super vegetarian, very serious about her fitness. I mean, serious as a heart attack about her fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, on the set of Reform Schoolgirls, she would do like 200 sit-ups a day. Yeah. 
just cause. before before she would get on camera, I believe. Like right. she would just do it like right before they were Absolutely. And I thought about some... doing two hundred sit ups before this episode. I did think about it. Yeah. I have done I have done two hundred sit ups in my life. So I feel like I'm, you know, the same. I mean yeah. I prepped by a bunch of cocktail zombie life. Is that <laughs> good? Yeah. Never mind. I maybe have done a total of two hundred and two sit ups, probably. Mm. So if yeah. I really Yeah. <laughs> Take that, Wendy O. Williams. Yeah. I think the last time I did like any like two hundred sit ups was when I bought, you know, like the PX whatever not P- px90 90. yeah yep. exactly yep. And they were just like this is your warm-up motherfucker you know i think you might have you might have got a pirated version of the px90 <laughs> if it started that way yeah. was it p90x if you got the px90 maybe PX90. that was some other guy dude just was like <laughs> i could do better than that shit <laughs> It's, it's just do a bunch of sit-ups for a warm-up, you jerks. That's right. He's so mean. He's, why is he yelling at me? It's making me feel bad about myself. Oh. Oh. So, I will so sh- break you down and build you back up. <laughs> PX90 style. Instead of Sean T, it's like Sean B. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. It's yeah. Like, it's like, right. Oh, Knock off, Sean. It's It's on VHS and not DVD. Absolutely. There's a lot. <laughs> I refuse to make a DVD. I also can't afford to do a DVD. Uh. It's, it's right next to, like, um, Billy Blanks. Like, the Billy right. Blanks Tybo, mm-hmm. you know, special. Yeah. It's his. It's, it's Sean V's face over Billy Blanks' body yeah. on the cover. Also yeah. sandwiched in between Angela Lansbury's positive moves. Yes! Gotta, gotta oh love my positive god. Moves. What a great... What a, what a... I don't know who thought that up, but my god. I mean, I'm 43, so I'm going to be looking at that Angela Lansbury stuff real soon. Uh, yeah. We're already real doing soon. it daily. I mean, it's important I mean, to just get your stretches yeah. up. Mm-hmm. To, to a big, big part of it is to to rub lotion on yourself so you can give yourself a little bit of a massage. That's, a, that's one of the warm-ups. Yeah. I mean... High, does, she, does she specify... Did she specify which areas we want to lotion up? Whichever is going to make you feel the most positive. <laughs> That's right. Or else it gets well, the hose again. Well, Makes Angela Lansbury, I am way ahead of you. For yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Wendy Williams, besides being devoted to fitness and, and health, she uh, she met a guy named Rod Swenson, and uh, he became her partner. Uh, Rod actually was a member of like a theater troupe like an experimental Mm. theater troupe. And she kind of got in there because she liked the creative expression of it. They decided they were going to form the plasmatics and they were going to be kind of a hybrid between punk and metal because at that time period, metal people hated punk and punk people hated metal. And so they blended them together. My, uh, my podcasting partner refers to her as like the godmother of thrash um, because yeah. of the style. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, sure. uh, and they got together and they were together until she died. They were never married. She never had children. Mm-hmm. Um, she was nominated for a best hard rock female vocal Grammy, but she lost to Tina Turner. Mm. Head scratch. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yep. That and, happens. Um, that wasn't that for It's My Life? Wasn't that, uh, was it that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. For, it was the wow. Which is, it in was... The, which is, which is in the soundtrack of this movie. Mm-hmm. It plays at the final credits and was written by gene simmons and paul stanley from kiss because gene simmons uh produced that 
her first solo record, which is what's that from? So, and they they record a lot and plays bass on the song as great well. Album. Gene Simmons, yeah, totally great album. Um, she lived out the rest of her years surrounded by rescue animals, but she was plagued by depression. She tried to commit suicide several times before she actually succeeded at the age of forty-eight. Yeah. And Wendy so, Williams, why? How exactly she gets cast in this is told a lot of different ways. But I believe Tom DeSimone said he wanted to make this sort of like an early. He thought of this as like a black and white 1950s film. And New World said, "You can't shoot in black and white. No, thank you." <laughs> and he wanted to do a lot of like 1950s song in the soundtrack. So somebody, I think, from the music department brought in Wendy Williams and said, "How about her?" And uh, they said, "Yeah, she's got." He he liked her look. He liked her attitude and. So that's how that came about. And then there's also Pat Ast as Edna, which we... Oh, boy. Yes, Pat Ast. So when I was a kid, I thought, and this is this is actually like they said that Pat Ast's role originally was written for Divine. But hmm. when I was a kid, I thought Pat Ast was a man. Like, oh, I okay. thought that that was a man in, you know, drag. And um, no, uh, Pat Ast actually was a model was a fashion model for Halston back Halston, in the day. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she ran one of his boutiques and one of her selling points she used to say is, you know, these clothes are so good they even look good on me. <laughs> Which is amazing. Wow. Like she yeah. she a lot of confidence. Had yes, she had this confidence and part of the reason that Tom DeSimone uh got her for this role was he met her at uh the Limelight which was a nightclub at the time. And she was basically like holding court, just lounged on like a bunch of pillows. Like a, like she had a harem of people around her. And he was like, she's great. I want to put her in something. I don't know what, but I want to put her in something because um, I want to work with her. So when he did finally get, you know, the go ahead to do reform school girls, he was like, I wonder what Pat Ass is up to, you know? <laughs> He's like, yeah. you should call her. Um, she was also in a play at the time in New York called Women Behind Bars, which was another yes. send up of women in prison films. And I have to assume that Tom DeSimone saw it. And that also sort of sparked is, when he was writing this because he wrote like this Battle for Battle of the Domes. I'm really enjoying just being sitting here <laughs> yeah. on the sidelines. <laughs> it's just two domes. Two, two domes. domes under the room. One will leave. <laughs> and uh, he did, I guess, entertain the, uh, the idea of casting Divine because Divine actually takes over the role of women behind bars when Pat Ass left the show. So he, yes. I guess, did entertain that idea, but she had already shot um, Lust in the Dust for New World Pictures. And so New World was like, we want to wait and see how that movie does first yes. before we put her in something else. Mm-hmm. And so. So, yeah. And then and then Tom DeSimone said specifically that it was kind of difficult working with Pat, not in an emotional capacity, but um, she couldn't remember her lines. So most of her lines had to be written on little cards and then they had to be placed strategically around the set so that it looked like she wasn't reading them off the cards. Um and so it was kind of difficult and she was diabetic. So she had to eat like every two or two to three hours and she had to give herself insulin. And so that stops a performance, you know, that, that, that's, that stops a production. So, eh, you know, Especially you but, have to eat a lot of chocolates. Uh, and no, no, no. Oh, God, right? She only, yeah. she only eats the wrapper. Right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. 
I thought I was the only one who noticed this, but yeah, she literally like she goes, "Oh no, I don't want that chocolate. That will not do." But this wrapper yeah. is fine, and she she gets all fancy wrapper. hands and drops yeah. the chocolate and just grabs the wrapper. So fancy hands, fancy hands, so, so good. Which we all know. There's we all know that. We all know what that everyone is. Everyone knows We're what all, I did. We everyone all are doing it right now with our hands. It's, we all know what like, fancy hands is. It's like the claw, but elegant. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. The yes. fingers stay straight. Right. They don't get all bunched. Right. They stay straight. Fetch me a cucumber sandwich. Cost yeah. removed. Uh, sad story about Pat Ast is that eventually oh, she. Everyone's <laughs> crying, everybody. Oh, goody. I was waiting for someone to bring the room down. But... Yeah, we were having a good time. We'll yeah. ruin it. She, uh, she stopped getting rolls basically because she tripped over a cable on a film set. And she sued. And so oh. after that, she had a bad reputation for being a high risk, and they didn't want to insure her. And so she, the work started drying up for her. Mm. That said, I'm so glad it is her. And as much as I think Divine would have been amazing in her role, I don't think there's anyone who can chew the scenery like Pat nope. asked in this film. Like nope. she... I th- I think somebody on the uh, Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray says it really well, which is that this movie starts at 10 and never lets up. And Pat Ast is at yeah. a 12 yeah. right. while yeah. the rest of the film's at a 10. And she, I think, ends at around 25. Like, she Absolutely. just is like, I am, <laughs> I start out big and I will end huge. I'm going to be, right. you know. Yep. Right. Complete uh, it, control. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. She's just she, something else. Um, we could talk about the cast all day because this cast is enormous. But before we do move on, I do want to at least talk about the, uh, or I want to uh, ask Aaron to tell us about the Friday the 13th connection between yes. some of the cast members. So Darcy DeMoss, who plays Knox, and that would be the brunette Wendy O. Williams minion who has yep. the earring. Spiky circle earring. Spiky yeah. circle earring. Um, she went on to play Nikki in Jason Lives. And for those of you who have seen Jason Lives, mm-hmm. Nikki would be the girl who has sex in the Winnebago with Court and ends up, uh, I think she gets her face pushed through the yep. bathroom. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that would be Darcy DeMoss. Um, she, uh, Dar- Darcy DeMoss is also in New World's Return to Horror High as well. Yes, so she is. Yes. And will... she's in uh, Can't Can't Buy Me Love. And she went on to star on a Playboy, um, uh, a Playboy soap opera called Eden, uh, which is actually quite good. But they, they, <laughs> I know, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> no, extolling I, the virtues I, of all erotica. It. Please, um, yeah. But I'm a huge Eden fan. Um, and love it. Eden was actually so popular that USA Network took it, bought it from Playboy, Net, got it from the Playboy channel, chopped it up, which whatever and yep. put it on as an actual soap opera on the USA network. So, so she got kind of a second life with that. Sure. Sure. Uh, as, as one of the leads on that show. And she's a, she's a really lovely person to her fans. Um, you know, people either recognize her from reform school girls or they recognize her from Jason. Lewis, right. And yeah. Right. She's pretty cool. Uh, Tiffany Helm who played um, fish also known as, Eldridge Andrea, uh, she because they don't go by their you know mm-hmm. their their prison name uh, when they're doing their um, roll call. Their, That's right, their roll call. roll call. They go by their actual name. 
she was in Friday the 13th Part 5 as Violet, the robot dancing goth girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one can forget that dance. She <sighs> is also the daughter of Brooke Bundy, who played uh, in Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4, Kristen's, or Kirsten, I don't know what they call her, Kristen, Kristen Parker's mom. So oh. she's the, you know, oh, interesting. angry, <laughs> wow. angry she, mommy. And Tiffany Helm is also in New World's The Zoo Gang. So we there will be go. able to talk about both of these actresses in later episodes. And then Tom DeSimone has a brother named Bob DeSimone. And Bob DeSimone plays in Friday the 13th Part 5 as the coke-addicted Lothario who's snorting lines in his car waiting for his waitress girlfriend to come out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And, and they, the... look, they look shockingly alike. Oh, like, my God. Very much alike. Well, when yes. we, yeah. we, we, we talked about Angel 3, Mark thought it was yeah, Tom DeSimone. Yeah, who's right? playing yeah. the porn director, but that's Bob, in fact. Right? Yeah. So, nope. But they look identical. They, Total yes. mind-blowing. Yeah. Total. So that is our Friday the 13th connection. Uh, this is also the second-to-last film for Denise Gordy. She's the daughter daughter of Barry Gordy, one of the founders of Motown. And she plays mm. Claudie, who captures Edna's second-in-command Shelly with a plastic fork. So that's where <laughs> I just yeah, want to oh, mention yeah. her. But she's, You know you're badass when you can take down a prison guard with a plastic fork. Yeah. And draws blood. And yeah. and and you and you were talking with somebody who's taller than you, so you have to bring them down to your level. <laughs> you've got a plastic fork, and they're like, "Damn, I, I, I don't, fucked. I, no, I'm not, I'm not messing with this." <laughs> Here's where you can watch this. You can rent this on all the usual platforms, but we watched this on not only the vinegar, vinegar syndrome Blu-ray, but also the Wicked Vision Media Blu-ray that we got uh, as a German import which we got before Vinegar Syndrome ever released their Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> fancy. Yep. Super yeah. fancy. Advanced. Very fancy. And Very yes. advanced. Yes, yes, yes. At, at first, when I started to watch this, because I watched the the German Blu-ray. Um, sure. And when it first starts, it's just in German. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, no. fucked up. But you can switch it to the English audio track. But it by default understandably yeah you know defaults to german i just thought and there was no subtitles i thought oh shit mm, right. <laughs> i might have made a mistake here but. why shouldn't you as a german citizen put this in and then have to go into the menu and pick german you should be you should have to pick the, your native language when watching das, a native Blu-ray. Das ist verboten, ja. <laughs> like the only, like literally the only German I know is if I get like a Scorpions live album, then I'm like, oh, that's not that, 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 Scorpions. <laughs> I'll that's get all you, that's, you can now travel safely through Germany. <laughs> one sentence. So you you mentioned Aaron that this is a, a movie that you know a whole lot about. So I guess that's why you chose this movie because we talked about doing this a long time ago. Uh, so what? But why Reform School Girls? Why is this such a huge film for you? So on its surface, it is an exploitation film that is built on titties and camp. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. deeper below the surface and at its heart it is a movie about rebellion it is about overthrowing you know over overthrowing the patriarchy um it it is a movie about standing up for yourself it's about finding your voice 
And growing up, I saw this movie on USA Network when I was like 13. And it mm. was all kinds of chopped up. Uh, oh, thankfully. sure. Let's say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was about 25 minutes. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. And all the all the shower scenes in, the, in USA are like shot from like here up. So yeah. it's mm-hmm. just yeah. faces, basically. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I liked it enough that when I became of age, I decided I would actually like buy the VHS copy of it and watch, you know, it in its full entirety. And, and I really just, I still loved it. And I think the real reason that I came back to it was the soundtrack. Um, mm-hmm. The soundtrack yeah. is just amazing. I have the yeah. CD in my car and I own it on vinyl and yeah, me too. I truly, truly, absolutely love it from start to finish. It's one of those soundtracks that like doesn't have a shitty song on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so that is really why Reform School Girls is because it, it is kind of about this marginalized group that rises up and finds their voice and is able to triumph in the end. Although yeah. I, I have my own like opinion of Jenny and, you know, I don't really like her as a character, but <laughs> But, okay. but we'll okay. get into that later. Okay. Uh, okay, well, speaking of, let's talk about what this movie is about. Mark, let's start with you. I think, Aaron, your summary of what this movie is about is is accurate and thorough and well thought. I, But I think it's even it's a simpler story about mm. the challenges associated when you don't enforce a strict dress code. Yeah. Oh. Yes. You know, Absolutely. if you can't do that then you can't do anything yeah and for a movie that's a lot about control you can't have a stuffed animal for example which i know isn't dress code but you can have a hair dryer it's an interesting <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's yeah okay yeah yeah and lots of baby powder we wow. to, I mean, There's I never, so I never showered with baby powder. No, but... is that a thing? Okay, no, <laughs> is that a thing? no. So my podcasting partner is an ex-con, and she's oh. actually oh. been to prison. Oh. So okay. I asked oh. her. I was like, Look, I would imagine if the ex-con you... thing would be illegitimate right. if she hadn't. I was like, you have been to prison with women. You have experienced this. Is that a thing? Do people just wash themselves with baby powder? And she's like, no. That was clearly, I don't know what they were coming up with with that. Because she goes, when I first saw them sprinkling it on each other, I thought they were just delousing themselves. Right, right, oh, right. Yeah, or like I thought right. it was like powdered soap or something. I thought like, was she using that to like? Because she's also brushing her teeth. I'm like, did oh, she yeah. just have there, that? I, which again, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, there's I don't know. there's a lot of hygiene going on in that very I'm not same sure. scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. I just didn't yeah. know if there was something. Have I been missing out uh, for years on mm-hmm. <laughs> showering nope. with baby powder? I didn't realize that was a thing. But uh, seems like I, it would just make a big paste. But yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. I'll be try. I'll be trying it tonight. I'll let you all know. How it <laughs> okay. Goes. Good. Good. Report back, Mark. Uh, Aaron. What is this movie about? I mean, it really at its heart, it's about how no one can finish a meal or a workout. It really is a masterclass in diet culture. <laughs> because I mean, Wendy Williams, she she does not finish a set. 
mean, mm-hmm. she's, you know, nope. she's, she's mm-hmm. doing this and everything. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and she does not, she will, she can't, she can't finish a set. Someone keeps interrupting her. Always. And, yeah. Always being interrupted either to help. pour some iced tea or to Absolutely. simply get out of a bed or something. Right. There's mm-hmm. always some interruption. Walk yeah. with me. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, she's, yeah. she cannot finish a workout and no one mm. can finish a meal. Uh, I mean, people are <laughs> yeah. trying. It's, it's just like, oh, you know, I'm going to spit out my pineapple or whatever that was, you know. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. wait, you just lost dinner. Whoops. You know. Yeah. Uh, Erica, what is this movie about? Oh, you guys, it's just a movie about teamwork. Really? <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I wanted to work at Pride more. I mean, mm. think about it. The teamwork between Morden Sutter and Edna, mm. they had complete control, if you will, over <laughs> the entire place because of their teamwork. I wish I worked on a team where I had that kind of support from my boss. I mean, where I could literally hose prisoners, stomp kittens, and I am fully supported and still moving up the chain of That's my right. career. I That's mean, right. the teamwork. They work together. They work yeah, together. Is the thing. teamwork is off the charts. The doctor's fully on board. Yep. Everybody's willing to just lie, cover up, yep. die and, for Sutter. And the only time I mean, your, your boss gives you constructive criticism, it's like, you need to be more of an asshole. Yes. I don't feel like you're yeah. being an asshole Lean enough. into it. I, right. I hired you. To yeah. be an asshole yeah. at eleven, and you're giving mm-hmm. me five. Yeah, yeah. And I yep. need, I, I mm-hmm. need abuse. I need torture. Yeah, uh, it yeah. stands out because you're like, how on earth are you telling Pat ass that she needs to be even more? Like you're, you're not mm-hmm. doing enough. It's like this lady started out like yeah. leaning into the camera, going, "I smelled fish." Like I'm like, what is this lady? <laughs> Yeah. She's not doing enough? Wow. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you yeah. say yeah. so. The teamwork off the charts. Off the charts. So. I agree with all these things. However, I thought this movie was about if you're going to be a getaway driver, you should be able to actually drive. <laughs> so that's an important lesson. Right. Uh-huh. Like you, Fair. you can't drive around alleys and bang into everything and every car. Like yeah. you got to mm-hmm. know how to drive. It's important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it or is. don't volunteer for it. <laughs> or yeah, don't, real- maybe it's not for you. Yeah, don't, yeah, the, don't take that job. Yeah, be really interested. Well, yeah. and go. Can I get us out of a tough spot? Ultimately, it's about being honest with about to yeah. yourself yeah. about your yeah. what know you're your limitations. Yeah. Yes, right. know Absolutely. your limits. Well, we don't know for sure if the getaway driver was off that night and she was just subbing <laughs> right. in. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. But so. they had a plan because mm-hmm. one of my favorite lines in that whole scene is where she goes, no shooting, Billy, you promised. Right. Like, right. So right. they obviously had some conversation about yeah. it, but that conversation did not include, can you drive? Mm-hmm. Right. right. No, exactly. Right. That's what they didn't talk about. And that yeah. is the story Billy tells if he survived that whole thing. And that's what he's like. <laughs> I had my girlfriend drive and she can't even drive. It was so stupid. And all of his, you know, friends are like, dude, that's a huge mistake. You can't do that. Um, This is the letterbox synopsis, which is actually uniquely accurate. Jenny is sent to a women's reform school. Okay. It is run by evil warden Sutter uh, and her henchwoman, Edna. (laughs) Okay, sure. Jenny will stop at nothing to escape, but she also has to deal with Charlie the bully. <laughs> is Charlie letterbox? I mean, is that's she... one way of describing Charlie in this. Uh, Does Jenny stop at nothing to escape? 
She Jenny is not good at escaping. Yeah. She stopped no. at a chain link right. fence to escape. They talk right. at a at a window about like, oh, I could jump over that. She's like, I could jump over that fence in one move, and then she gets right. to the fence, jumps onto it, and goes, I don't know what to do from here. What do I do? How do I climb over this? As gr- as great value, Billy Squire just looks on <laughs> from the truck, like. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Great value, Billy Squire. (laughs) Because he doesn't have. No, I'm not. I mean, he doesn't have a name. His name in the credits literally is Guy with Truck. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you got to look like that, you don't need a name. Mm-hmm. I mean, your, your brand is established from the moment you make eye contact. <laughs> little, little bit of Kevin Cronin in there. A mm-hmm. little bit of Kevin Cronin, but mostly great value, Billy Squire. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to that uh, beginning scene, uh, that's where we start the movie where, where we see Linda Carroll get caught. And... <laughs> She's sitting in that getaway car and she's like smoking and looking at her watch, which looked like a watch that our grandmother had. (laughs) She had one of those like gold watch. It's all one square. Yeah. Yes. Uh Where it's like a bracelet, but it's also, yeah. yeah. Uh And it probably has that really awful elastic that's like metal that pinches your skin when you wear it. Yeah. 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 My grandma had the same watch. Yeah. That was like a real big grandma watch at the time. But uh, an earlier take, she actually was sitting there winding it. (laughs) Like, oh shit, I'm off an hour. Um, but I love that this this is a, another touch of all the women in prisons movies, which this movie, of course, hits a lot of the beats, much like uh, the other movie that we talked about this month, Women in Cages. This is someone in the wrong place at the wrong time, though. We should also say Jenny's also complicit here. And I wonder if this is part of your problem with her, because she she's sort of the innocent, but not the innocent, Jenny. We, the real innocent is going to be Lisa. But um, she's sort of the innocent girl in the wrong place at the wrong time. But she's not innocent. She's complicit in this crime. Right. Because, yeah. but, but everyone in, uh, what, Maslow's period, uh, tri- Maslow's uh, uh, Tower of, no, fuck it, I'm not saying this right. <laughs> Cut this. I've never wanted to hear this before. I, this is great. Like, Mas- stop the podcast and let's get <laughs> this going, Mark. You mean Maslow's, Maslow's, Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Hierarchy of needs, yes. Wait, were you going to say Maslow's Triangle of Trouble? Is that? <laughs> Because that, I'm into that. I'm into that. Okay. Triangle of Trouble. One, three, two, one. In Maslow's Triangle of Trouble, (laughs) everyone has has a, I'm willing to do this, but not quite this. So Mm. it's still trouble. But you have varying thresholds of like what you're willing to do. Mm -hmm. Robbing a hotel, totally fine. As long as there's no gunplay. Yeah, but maybe if he had stabbed someone, she could have been okay with that, right? Mm, right. Ah, yes. Yeah. She said no guns. She didn't no guns. say anything right. about strangulation. Right. Right. Guns rank higher on or the cyanide. triangle of trouble. Is, they, is that than... what they were? Is that what the crime was? Is they were stealing from a hotel? I thought that they were robbing from a hotel. They're in an alleyway, so I have no clue where what There's they're actually. Sign. I didn't say it was a nice hotel, right? <laughs> no, There's I'm a... just saying I just didn't know where the, what they were. The crime some was. hotels are shitty and are back up to alleyways, Ryan. <laughs> and I would I wouldn't know because I would never stay at a terrible hotel. Shitty hotel, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. We've stayed at shitty hotels like that. <laughs> No, not me. I didn't know it was a hotel. I thought because I I watched it with my boyfriend, and I said it. I said it says import export. 
I said, are they robbing a warehouse? And he's just like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're supposed kid, it doesn't matter. But yeah. as a kid, I thought it was just a convenience store. You know, because uh, your okay. kid, all you see is lights and, and, you know, different things. You're not really paying attention to it. And then as an adult, I'm like, are they just robbing a, what was it, a warehouse? Because there's like a, there's If a it's a warehouse, door. they sure have a lot of trash. Right. It's a gross. lot of trash. <laughs> it's a gross warehouse. They're throwing out a lot of stuff. I'm like, what is happening there? I'm sticking I with hope, hotel on this one. I hope it's a warehouse themed hotel. <laughs> <laughs> warehouse hotel. Oh my god, you guys, we're gonna get into Welcome a whole... to the import export yeah. warehouse themed hotel, hotel yeah. in downtown Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, into it. It's um, not as not as nice as uh, talking walls. No, <laughs> no, no, no definitely not. There's definitely, definitely not. not a car. There's no car room. There's no sheep room. No. But there is a room that has there an is assembly a shoe room. line. There is a shoe room. It, but it's an assembly line. So <laughs> right. you have to cobble together some shoes yeah. in that room mm-hmm. in order to pay for it. Uh, I think, though, the opening of this movie, once we do see Linda Carroll get in an accident because she cannot drive, uh, the opening song and when you see the title and the way she mm. leans up into the broken window, like. Yeah. I think it, it's, it's such an announcement of what the movie is. It's mm-hmm. obviously a very 50s nod to, uh, you know, to those kind of movies. That's like, I think, mm-hmm. a, the, the first moment that's like, if you're into this kind of movie, you're going to be great. But if exactly. you're not into this kind of movie, mm-hmm. you're in trouble. Because... Strap in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My ex-wife was really disappointed by this movie. Oh, okay. Because she like she had gone to she'd been uh, training to be a prison guard legit yes like, yeah and oh. had been finally completed the training but ended up never becoming a prison guard but she liked prison movies she liked watching oz she liked all that shit <laughs> <laughs> and i remember i put in this movie and she thought that it was really a prison movie like a pr- and uh. was very disappointed at its campiness now fast forward oh. to wife number two I was. She sat down as I was watching this yesterday. I feel like there's she, a lot. Her official skipped. title. She, she's a <laughs> lots to unpack with that statement. That was more fast forward and I like next chapter. I like, it's like I'm wife number two. Yeah. So fast forward to wife number two, and uh, she sat down yesterday for about ten minutes, and she just looked at me and said, "This movie's really bad." <gasps> so, yeah. I said, "I've seen this movie a lot," mm-hmm. and she said, "I." I'm really disappointed to hear that. I know that she shared a lot of the, some of the reviewers, some of the reviewers I read, I, I think I read one review from probably the New York times, maybe, maybe the LA times. Mm. And they literally admitted that they, is it New York times. They admitted that they watched an hour and then got up and left a, a reviewer, a person whose job it is, to, to review watch movie. movies. So they missed them. what, 15 minutes of it? I mean, it's not like <laughs> no. it's, yeah, it's not, not a long, long movie. Yeah. yeah. yeah but and they, you they missed that missed ever the best important moment. Third yeah, roll you missed call. the best part if you left before the ending. Yeah. I mean, I mean but Ugh. yeah, like I think again, if it if you don't understand, and I don't think it's Tom D. Simone is being very forward with what kind of tone he's trying to right. set. And mm-hmm. if you if you, if you that doesn't hit you, this isn't for you. It just isn't right. for you. And so, right. because it's, it's not going to lean back from that tone. And so I'm surprised sometimes, I know there was also good reviews for this film as well, but that mm-hmm. especially in that time in the early eighties, we were having a resurgence of women in prison films. Mm-hmm. Plus mm-hmm. there was all the women in prison films of the seventies and the fifties. So if you're a movie reviewer, this shouldn't really come as a shocker. The things that are happening in there, much like 
once they get to uh, Pride Pride Moor, that uh, all of a sudden they're they're having to uh, get showered with DDT because lice apparently, much like in w- women in cages, is a huge issue in these <laughs> in these prisons and yeah. performance yeah, we, schools. We, <laughs> is it? Uh, can does your ex-con uh, podcast partner does does do they can they vouch for lice being a constant threat inside prisons? Because <laughs> yeah. that's my, I mean. I no, I'll, I'll have to ask Hillary what she thinks. But like, I I know I asked her. I was like, "Are do you guys? Did you guys get like deloused or whatever?" And she's like, "Yeah, when you first when you first get in there, but it's not like you're not buck ass naked shaking your hair out either. <laughs> you know, like there's it's a different situation." Uh, but mm. so wait, you don't get naked when you get deloused. Hold on, let's let's. I need to talk about this. You don't get naked when you get deloused. That seems like a pretty I mean, half-ass delousing. Thing, I, right? I, yeah. yeah, I I mean, I'm not really sure what kind of lice they're trying to get rid of. If you know what I mean, like if they're trying to get rid of like the kind that you know you need a prescription. You know, right to get rid right. of or if, you, or if it's the okay. kind that you could just go by like the hair right. the, you know right i'm taking a, i'm taking a very fifth grade point yeah. of view of yeah. delousing in mark in mark's reform school every girl sits down and then they use the comb yeah. and they just see like what's uh-huh. happening here right yeah exactly and they bend over and do the scoliosis test <laughs> yeah everybody's spine gets checked you're also like, can you hear this? Can you hear this? Yeah. Can you right. hear this? Hold your hand. Yeah. <laughs> Hold your finger up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. But seriously, uh, how does a reviewer not like look at that? I know. And yeah, know poster. what they're getting into. I, I mean, which is a on. terrific poster. That yeah. poster. It's a great poster. But how yeah. do you not know what you're getting into with the that? The tone, like it. There is, especially I think with New World Pictures, but plenty of movies where you see the poster and you watch the movie and. Never have two things been more distinctly different, but in this <laughs> see case, sorceress, sorceress, <laughs> oh, sorceress, yes. wow. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this, oh. like even the tone of the film is captured in that poster where you yeah. have yes. Pat asked like shaking her fist and everything. Shaking it's got fist. like it. It is yeah. I mean, if you see that and you don't know what you're walking into, I'm just surprised. It's surprising because to me so far, and I haven't seen them all, that's the whole point of this podcast, is to see all the New World Pictures movies. Oh, is that it? Is that what we're doing? I have to keep reminding myself, but yes, that's what it is. Damn it, I'm on the wrong podcast again. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. But it's one of the few that is that consistent from poster to movie to cast to music. Like, I kept feeling like, wait a minute, what's going to fall apart here? And doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. No. It's a real standout. Nope. Yeah. Never it is. a dull moment in yeah. this film. I mean, it, it knows it knows what it exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because believe you know? me, there's been a lot of boxes that I've been tricked by from New World yes. Pictures. Where I'm like, yes. Ooh, here we go. And then I, I'm... 84 minutes later, I'm like, Ryan, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Bored. Uh, Star I Crystal. Star. I was about to say oh, Star God. Crystal being one of the the biggest <laughs> in terms of like poster to actual <laughs> film is like what? Yeah. Even in our prison march series mark was very disappointed by the lack of cages in women in cages women in cages yes Yes. there are no cages outside of the prison there are no cages spoiler there are cages however in the big dollhouse so who i was gonna say there's an actual cage in the big dollhouse yeah Yeah, right yeah right so you never know you never know (laughs) what you're gonna get sometimes in these great movies movies. but there are no dollhouses in the big dollhouse so (laughs) So close. 
nary a one. It's so weird. That's right. Then not a big one, as the title would imply. Right. Not a big doll. Uh, this film also, speaking of other women in prison tropes, as the trailer implied, lots of shower scenes. Yeah. Had so to many. have shower scenes. To the point that every every actor had to sign in their contract, you will be nude in this movie. And if you decided you didn't want to take part in the nude scenes, much like Tiffany, Tiffany Tiffany Helm, Helm. <laughs> right. you get fired, and so you don't end up in the final scene. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Sybil Danning fell victim to the same issue? Because she doesn't show up in the final scene either. <laughs> I know. Whoa. What's weird about her inclusion in this is that she, they actually, New World is the one who pressed for Sybil Danning. And they yeah. pressed for her because they wanted, you know, they wanted to sell video units. So they mm-hmm. said, if we can put her in this, we'll put her on the box and she will sell units. And in fact, the VHS box for this, it ignores the poster, the poster that we all said was perfect, and just kind of puts her front and center with a bunch of girls behind her, like taking showers or whatnot. And, and they wanted her to play Edna. That's what mm-hmm. they were really pushing for. And she said, hmm. and Tom DeSimone said, no, that's Pat asked. I can't, I'm not going to replace her. But he changed, the warden was supposed to be a man. So he changed the warden to be a okay. woman. And then even told New World, like, she's not going to be naked. And they said, we don't care. We just want to put her on the front of the box. And she doesn't show up for half an hour. Yeah, yeah. Her, right. her entrance. Right. I mean, she walks in there. Her she's voice, like... I guess, is there. But she doesn't actually right. enter the movie physically. She's, so about she's, half an hour in. She's dressed like a combination Nazi general and someone who's going writing later. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. Right. She just right. walks in. She's right. wearing a yeah. jumpsuit. You know, an equestrian just... Nazi. Right. Yes. Right. yes. <laughs> Ilsa. But it is interesting that we. Uh, that I, I believe that Tom DeSimone said that a lot of people were disappointed by Sybil Danian's lack of nudity. Um, and it's funny that. That would be that would seem to make sense because she was in 1983's Chained Heat, which is another Ooh. women in prisons movie, and uh, she and Linda Blair like are naked in the shower a lot, ch- chit chatting. So it, it it well, it's not like he didn't make up for it with ample other shower scenes. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. I mean, I mean there, you know, I, I, everybody you know, gets shower. Yeah, everybody. Ev- there's almost, like yeah. 35 different naked, naked people. There's some people in that movie, in that shower scene, who, if you watch a lot of B movies, you go, oh my God, that's Michelle Bauer. Or, oh my God, right. that's so and so, or whatever. And I was like, mm-hmm. Michelle Bauer's in this movie? And it's like, Michelle nah, Bauer nah, just, was, was, was cast her... purely to be naked in those scenes. That is. Mr. Boobs. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, but there is a scene, like, one of the shower scenes does further the Charlie's branding of the girls. So it is used as a bit of a plot point, because without right. that shower scene, we wouldn't know that she likes to brand little circles on girls' butts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And so... It's the O for Wendy O. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Off I was the just going to pose that. I was, like, just going to pose that. I'm like, what's the, what's the significance of the circle? Uh, well, yeah. well, there are. <laughs> if she had different... been smart, she would have put a WW on each cheek. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Like her wow. first solo record. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you can't blame them for taking so many showers because during the day, they are hard at work harvesting rabbit radishes that's right There's a lot of radishes so, out there too. it's a lot yeah. of radishes out there the infamous pride more radish that everyone <laughs> i mean you well, knew a quality radish when it came from pride more 
there's like the first scene when they're when they're working out in that field. I did mm-hmm. not know what they were doing because they literally are just hoeing dirt. And I was they're like, what dirt. is, what is happening? It. What are they out in this field for? And it's not till the next till they cut back to those fields, and then you see the radish pile they're putting together. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. because it just seemed like. That. Given how well, I mean, it's good that they're out there because it, it is hot, and when it gets above seventy degrees, radishes will bolt, making them ultimately useless. So you want to get them out of the ground as soon as possible. Yeah, and those were Are really. Are you crunching the radish numbers? Ooh. I'm just saying radishes can be planted in the spring and fall, uh, and they do. <laughs> they... I didn't know that actually. Yeah, yeah. You get you get two harvests a year, and they can be harvested in as quick as three weeks. So they're a great prison vegetable. <laughs> that is how this this school uh, it continues to fund itself is selling yeah. those radishes. It's a huge part I, of it. I think they're really just hoeing those radishes so that Wendy O. Williams has something to eat later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, like, yeah. They yeah. came from the came from the earth. Mm-hmm. They're going to wash them. She's going to eat yep. them. And then she's going to yep. do another 200 sit-ups. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> while, while all the other while all the other prisoners are stuck with that one slice of white bread. One slice yeah. of white bread oh, and water. Yeah. 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 Rough. It, it, a coughed on piece of it's bread. It's been coughed oh, on. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. How come that guy doesn't wear a uniform? He ain't no guard. He hide help, honey. The field scene is where Jenny really puts her eyes on one of the most mediocre white guys in all of cinematic history <laughs> mm-hmm. the truck driver uh, it's like the saying goes if only i had the confidence of a mediocre looking white dude i would be set <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah. he is so confident i uh love that scene where yeah. he's just posing for her by the truck oh, and he takes he takes his shirt off and then he yep. just kind of like he like le- leans leans back yeah. like this yeah <laughs> like, like, like a, like a woman of showing truck. off her boobs yeah yep. <laughs> but even before that he takes his shirt off and immediately uses his shirt to wipe down his oh, pits god yes like, wow that yeah. is that uh-huh. that is extreme confidence. I mean, <laughs> the only other thing he could have done is just proceeded to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> if he had done that and taken a shit and was like blowing kisses to her while he was doing it. <laughs> like you're into oh, this, shit. right? That's in the deleted oh, scene. Yeah. Right? I just cracked Check myself out up with the that. shits that I'm taking on. Huh? Mark! Mark. Wow. Yeah. Oh, he, oh my God. Uh, so amazing. That was, um, that was gold. Did you you made yourself cry with that one? <laughs> I'm just imagining a guy just, just shitting. Free shitting. Just, just being like, yeah. Uh-huh. Check this wow. out. Yeah. And her actually still being like, yeah, I fuck him. Yeah. Totally. Oh this God. is for you, baby. <laughs> when you're done. Let's let's get all, it on. All the while, not knowing that she's into him because she knows he has a truck and he takes it out of the uh, the school at mm-hmm. night. And she goes, "Okay, mm-hmm. that's her plan." Yeah. Doesn't execute a great plan though. Oh, hooking up with him. Yeah, and no. then no. he decides to take her, and she does not hide herself in the back of that truck. I don't know where you in, hide, but in in one but, of my least favorite scenes of this entire movie, that that you know, love scene that is, oh, is set set yeah. to like a like a low grade version of like um I wanna know what love is in the background, yeah. you know, uh-huh. which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. 
And then the dialogue between the two of them, like she's in there and she's like, I've never done it in a truck before. It's a dud at plenty. It's like, oh, well, that makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah. And then he gives her the whiskey and then he takes her shirt off and then he, oh, and then he lays that one line on her. Yes. That is so offensive. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. It's like, it's like carnival. Sit on my face and I'll get your weight. Like, ah! You know, it's just, it's just like, and then my soul left my body. <laughs> and he is very much into like forcing to like he's he he he's kissing her like an eight, like an eighth grade boy oh. like he's like oh, making, so making sure that he puts there's, his tongue in her mouth there's a lot of tongue kissing her yeah. i'm like there yeah. buddy I, this is i also noticed he never puts down the cigarette either no. he starts making out with her and he's still holding a still little holding cigarette the entire time what a commitment. That he spits Great. to put the candle I out? I know he spits the candle out. <laughs> I mean, really? Really? Oh, yeah. Like, you couldn't give me anything? Like, I could have like... used one more carnival reference, and then it would have been, hands down, <laughs> mm-hmm. the greatest scene in the entire movie. If you're yes. going to do that carnival yes. reference, you have to, like, yeah, double you can't down. Just have you have one. to double. You have to do several. Yeah. You got to have one more carnival it's reference. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Fuck you like, like a carny. Right, or like he spits the candles out, and he's like, yeah, like time to spit and sit and spin. Get into my delta world. Like, what? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. (laughs) What if he actually, that was like, yeah, 115 pounds. I mean, I was just like, what? I don't, you know, like pay pay off. Gotta pay that off. the, Um, the, The best part of that whole scene, honestly, that makes it is when he is driving out and he reveals... You know, because like the the guy who's holding the clipboard is like, yeah, you're cool to go. Like, don't you know, you're you're free to go, right? And he's just like, I got something in the back for you. And you can tell that none, number one, this happens all the time. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. that guy just looks like, man, the amount of paperwork for your dick. Yeah. <laughs> Shaking nice. his head right. like, yeah. Like, God damn again. it! You tricked another girl into the back of your truck, and I have to clean up your mess. That's what I'm yep. saying. Teamwork at Pride More. He's like, God damn it! I'm gonna have to spend all night filling out paperwork for this, and you're just gonna get to drive off. But have that's a good right. night. But I will do it because <laughs> we're I'll do teammates. It. Because. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. The teamwork and is again, off an, the charts. And again, another character. I'm just going to keep pointing that out because the, most <laughs> of the time the, the, there's guards at the fence. They're ladies. But at mm-hmm. this right. particular night, mm-hmm. there's a dude yeah. who mm-hmm. we don't see again. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> just another nope. character nope. popping up. I'm just going to call him Clipboard. Uh, let's talk quickly about Lisa. She's our poor little victim. And Lisa is played by Sherry Stoner. She was actually a member of the Groundlings improv troupe hmm. in L.A. Oh. Uh, and is best known for voicing Slappy Squirrel in the Animaniacs oh. cartoon. Yeah, no Yeah. When I'm locked up, I can't breathe. Please, you can help me. You can help me. I didn't want to come here. I only ran away. I didn't want to be here. Uh, we all knew she wasn't going to last, uh, mm. especially when she has that big dramatic scene. Mm-hmm. Oh man! With I mean, Doctor Norton, Sherry Stoner. Honestly, Sherry Stoner and Charlotte McGinnis are in a completely different movie. Mm-hmm. They are yeah. auditioning for Summer Stock. <laughs> yeah, and everyone yeah. else, not so much. But that mm-hmm. scene where she goes into, you know, mm-hmm. the, her her brother dying and them getting yeah. locked in a 
refrigerator or deep freeze or whatever the hell it was, yeah. you know, all of this stuff. And she's crying and she's holding her. It's like, no, no, they're in a totally different movie. You can leave. I was always locked up. Me and Joey locked up in the dark. I'm going to die if I stay here. Joey died. You're not going to die. Now, do you understand me? You're not going to die. No one ever really gets hurt in cartoons. By the way, uh, Dr. Norton's played by Charlotte McGinnis, who was also in The Groundlings. So it's interesting that you hire two improvisers, comedians, to play the most serious, dramatic scene in the entire film. In fact, uh, Charlotte McGinnis was actually a partner with Paul Rubens before Mm. he took off with Pee Wee Herman. So Mm -hmm. um, she does try to bring Edna, I mean Dr. Norton, tries to bring Edna and the warden to justice. But they hide Jenny and the other girls won't admit to the terrible conditions. It's lucky they didn't like order an inspection of the actual school because that right. would have revealed a whole lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. like, I will, I'll tell you what, I will go so far as to listen to some of the stories of the girls in the school, but that is where I will, that is where it will end. That is this far. I was like, this is not a well set up uh referendum of the school but what we learned though in uh women in cages is even if you do an inspection of the grounds it's not necessarily going to yield anything the leadership team (laughs) still can see the horrible conditions and be like well i mean you could do some cleanup here but generally we're okay with it (laughs) decorate the dungeon yeah they needed a little uh extra evidence for sure yeah, um, well, Dr. Norton's not aware, too, that the reason why they're one step ahead of her is because apparently at some point, Dr. Norton pressed down the button on her intercom, intercom? and it got stuck. And so that intercom <laughs> is going straight to the warden. Yeah, that setup was hilarious. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. hilarious. If you press it too hard, it could lock. And, you know, like, then you're just broadcasting your business to the warden at all times. Yeah. And also, like, where's that that intercom in your office? Don't you see that, like, the red light is on? (laughs) Nope. She does not. The the button is pressed. Like, it's It's active. Yeah. 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 She's too busy listening to the girl's stories. She's Even Bob and Torment, you knew how to use an intercom. Come on (laughs) He was a master of that intercom. I think he knew how to use that intercom better than anyone else. Yeah. In that movie. Yeah. Um, this, of course, leads to our big ending riot where we're introduced to so many more people yeah. that have evidently so, been at the prison this whole time. So yeah. many more people. It is a massive amount of characters. More guards we didn't know, but not the right. guards at the beginning of the movie. So, so many characters end into this end one. And uh, uh, we do get to pay off the big tower that's in the middle of the school the watchtower, I guess. Um, That's which like the announcement tower too? It's like yeah, a watchtower. Mm-hmm. It's and, a watchtower. It's where uh, the, has yeah. the speakers. It's, yeah, it's yeah. where Lisa goes up and yeah. and then falls to her death. Yeah. Uh, and what I thought looked like a great stunt because her. Oh yeah. Whether it's a dummy or not, it gets her arm gets caught on it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks it's like really she good. holds on for a second and then falls. And I was like, yeah. I, if that was an accident, Oof. what a happy accident! Because yeah. it looks actually, I thought it looked really good. Yeah. But but that tower. Did it seem to you all that the tower wasn't quite tall enough? Like, for sure, you could die falling off the tower. Yeah, yeah. But you could also just get really fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Onto that concrete. Right. And just be like, ow, fuck, that hurt. You're definitely going to go down if you happen to also be on fire. 
while you fall off. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's right. a double, you that's a double the whammy there. So right. you're definitely right. going down. Right. While but, you laugh maniacally. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. While That's you're true. burning. Yeah. True, 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 true. Yeah. I, I love that she yells about control while climbing a tower where there's nowhere to go. Yeah. <laughs> there's nowhere for you to go. I understand you're above everyone else, but you also have nowhere to go. There was other things they could have done other than, you know, drive a bus into it. Like, you, mm. you really are putting yourself actually at a disadvantage. But, Mark, you were saying, I'm sorry. No, I'm done. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh are you do- are you done for the rest of the podcast? Or you- Thank you for joining us, Mark. <laughs> All right, have a great night. Appreciate. It. Have a great Thanks, night, Mark. This good talking. Been... He's, He's out. He's out. He's, He's gone. Out. He's gone. Look, always keeping his camera on though. That's nice. Perfect. <laughs> He's gone. Left. Which <laughs> is a great kind. time to talk about things we love and things we hated. That's right. We're going to talk about the things we love and the things we hated about Reform School Girls. Aaron, let's start with you. What's something you loved? I love that 85 minutes into the movie, Jenny develops a Northern accent. <laughs> so most of the movie, she's kind of soft. She's kind of soft spoken. She's got kind of a more of a mousy sort of voice. And when she mm-hmm. talks, she's like, go get him, doc. You know? And then when she leads the charge at the near end where they're starting like the big, the big riot, she's like, forget it. We're going to that meeting. And sooner or later they're gonna find out about the torches and the beatings and it's like what did we just is she a character in the departed <laughs> a little rat a little rat runs by the window you know? I, yeah i mean she she really goes for it in that last 10 minutes of yeah movie. the boston um, really comes out right all she of a really sudden is, seriously yeah. you can't kill us all no way um, I love that during the riot, um, Carrie, which is one of my favorite characters, she's kind of like a wisecracking, she sort of shows up occasionally and makes jokes, mm-hmm. uh, is, um, yep. is scarfing down crackers and cookies like a death row yes. inmate with PMS. Yes. <laughs> she's yes. just, I mean, and, and, I, and I said to my podcasting partner, I was like, that's me during a riot <laughs> and she's like i would be snacks yeah, yeah she's like i would be you know tipping over beds with windy o and i was like yeah i would be binge eating that's You're like totally no one mean. noticed all these crackers right <laughs> nom, not taking nom, care of them nom. right um those are those are really the two and and honestly the the soundtrack to this movie is just uh, just just yeah, chef's it's kiss very good um yeah especially it, the very strange usage of during the scene where Lisa finally gets branded in the bathroom um, of using like a, almost like a doo-wop song in the background yeah. while it's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the club. <laughs> like, you know, that's, that's how we want to score a sexual assault. <laughs> yeah. It's with a doo-wop right. song. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Mwah. Yeah. Uh, Mark. Uh, what's something you love? I, I, I'm gonna say too. The uh, was it Jenny is the one that's eating the crackers? No, Carrie. No, no. Carrie, Carrie, Carrie. Because like, she, would, is she the one that does this one? Cunt's getting hers right now. Yeah, the big jelly roll. Please don't take jelly roll. I am so hungry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. That's my girl. Yeah. 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 I, she, and then, yeah. Uh, th- that is, she's amazing. Don't say cucumber. Yeah. yeah. I'm so hungry. <laughs> any yeah. mention of any food. Any food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. But I, I, lo- I loved her, but I also loved how 
ineffective Dr. Norton is. Oh, God. Like, she is playing yeah. a character that we're supposed to see as almost the voice of reason, the mm-hmm. person who sees through all the bullshit, the person who is, you know, truly trained in, in her job and is there to support. She fucking sucks at her job. Yeah. She never fucking <laughs> leaves the office to maybe nope. walk around and see what's really happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She takes off for three days during a pivotal time at Pride More. She's, I, I mean, she's terrible at her job and I love it. Because oh, okay. you, I was about you to say, have Mark, this is things we loved. I'm, I'm know, getting lost. I love it because <laughs> that that scene that's way too serious. Yeah, you're not gonna die now. Do you understand me? You're not going to die. You think? She, oh wow, she's really she's gonna really defend this this girl. She's gonna be there to support. Nope, she's not. She's actually <laughs> a terrible fucking person. She might be worse than anyone else at the prison. Wow, because wow. Hot she. Take. She pretends to give a shit, right. but she does not. Right. She doesn't give a fuck at all. Hmm. And in the end, okay. she's just vying for the leadership role. There's no teamwork. She brought in everybody so she could run that town. She's like, I see an opportunity to accelerate my career, and hmm. I'm taking advantage of it. This and is I something love you it. loved, right? <laughs> okay, I'm okay. I just want to double, double <laughs> yeah. check. You I did love, love that. Okay, you love Because this. quietly okay. in the background, she is like, I'm taking you all down. <laughs> <laughs> Erica, what is something you love? Oh my God. Totally agree with everything mentioned so far, especially the Carrie part. I kept asking Ryan, God, I want to know what she's in for. Like, right. what did she get in <laughs> what trouble? Did she what did yes. she doing there? Yeah. Like, she seems just like a rule follower who's just like hungry a lot and is a snacker. Yeah. Like, what did mm-hmm. she do to land herself in there? I want to know. Um, yeah, I just, I really loved so many things about it. It's, it was really hard to pinpoint. Like I said, it, it's such a consistent movie from poster to beginning to end. It's, it's fun. And I say that, uh, acknowledging that there are some scenes of sexual assault and I'm not saying that that's fun. Well, but the, and but, that is again, sadly, that's another, you know, hallmark of the women in prison film right. is yes. like, you're gonna get some, you know, we loved big dollhouse, but, yeah. but there's a couple scenes there where, you know, it's t- Sid Haig fills yeah. up, you know, Pam Greer and there's, that's the part of the subgenre, and it's mm-hmm. going to get included, you know, it's and one I of think that things. that's, it obviously just makes the victory. And when they over overtake, uh, you know, the prison, the reform school at the end makes it all the more satisfying and gratifying. I mean, to, to watch that because you have seen these terrible situations leading up to it. Um, but I, I also just have to acknowledge uh, Wendy O. Williams riding on the top of that bus standing mm-hmm. yeah. riding, standing oh, on the top of that bus and then leaping off before it crashes into the tower like what a badass just doing her own stunts i mean favorite, her music favorite is in the scene movie. of mine i mean and probably yep. many people that watch the yeah. movie it's hard hard yep. to beat that one and she legitimately does that stunt uh, herself mm-hmm. they shot yes. it after the film had wrapped because new world wouldn't let her do the stunt until they had finished the movie and she was no longer under their insurance so i mean she does that she kicks the windshield out and climbs on top of the bus in a single shot that's a that's they did that in one take and that that was the take they did they did a practice run and then she does that take i mean crazy and then she legitimately jumps off the bus and that they were insistent she was like no i i will do it i will do she did all of her stunts she was like i gotta do it because that's what who i am and that's what i do so 
I think there was like a big foam like pad like next to the bus when sure. they were driving, but still easily could have hurt herself yes, very badly. Absolutely. But so. uh, yeah, it's a badass scene. Yeah, it really is. Things uh, I loved. Little couple little things. I love that poor Lisa gets dehydrated out in the fields and they say, you have to wait until lunch. And then she passes out. They load her on the truck and they go, lunch. Lunch. <laughs> it's like, it was Ten minutes, minutes away, Lisa. Yeah. It was like, yeah. you could have waited 60 seconds. They yeah. would have gotten that water. Now uh-huh. she won't get it because she's on the truck. Yeah. Um, I love the, uh, there's a lot of signs when you really have watched this a few times. You can see the signs on the walls. I love that there's one that <laughs> yes. says no singing. <laughs> No yeah. for the girls. Yep. <laughs> That's no been an issue. No, no lipstick. lipstick in the yeah. yeah. Right. Um, Edna mm-hmm. does not have to uh, go by the no lipstick rule. Yeah. Oh lord. Uh, and again, I already mentioned this. I love that Jenny is like, oh, I'll jump over that fence. And when she gets to the fence and she jumps on it, she can't. Yeah. She does not know nope. how to continue to climb. She's yeah. like, what do I do now? <laughs> She's like a scared well, she, cat. She just like, right. gets caught yeah. on She's it. Like, and, oh, and that's it. I didn't realize what I had signed myself up for yeah. here. So Yeah, just like earlier when she's like, yeah, I can drive the car. Yeah. Oh, I'll drive. Right. Yeah, yeah, I can drive away. And then she actually oh, drives. Like, wait, how does this work again? What? <laughs> what do I do? How do I do this? All right, let's switch to things we hated. Aaron, what is something you hated? Oddly enough, the thing, the great value Billy Squire sex scene bothers me more than the kitten stomping, okay. which I clearly need to talk to a therapist about <laughs> um, because I, I feel like great value Billy Squire just reminds me of like every guy I dated when I was seventeen who was like in their twenties. Mm. You know. Just yeah, wildly uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> I'm uncomfortable right now. Yeah, right? yeah, we're all hoping this it. goes somewhere better. It's okay. Um, but um, I think really, I I wish that Jenny had just let Lisa go with the Wendy O. Williams gang because I feel like if she hadn't, because yeah. because I mean, Wendy O. Williams even after Edna quote evens the score, you know, because they're fighting. When Neil Williams comes to her and says, you know, hey, we got off to the wrong, you know, we got off to a bad start, you know, hey, I'm Charlie. I mean, like, she's, she's being nice. She's extending her. And Jenny's like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> and then Jenny gets thrown into the hole, wherein Lisa gets branded, you know, um, and, and Jenny's just kind of the worst, really. Like, Lisa's trying to eat, you know, and Jenny goes, save something for Paula. In a, right. Or Claudia, or whoever the hell got thrown into the thing, or whatever. Right, and because Lisa's of the just... the fight in the machine shop. Right, yeah. and Lisa's just trying to eat, man. And it's like, oh, I guess, uh, I guess I'm not going to break one ten. You know, I guess I'm going <laughs> to yeah. take this take this roll away for somebody else because heaven mm-hmm. forbid I should eat it. Yeah. Like we all know, like she's not made. Lisa's not made for this life. Yeah. No. But rather than have her get the protection of the uh of the gang yeah. saying in charlie's yeah. gang jenny's like i'll protect you but jenny is also so into Bad. her own stuff she's into oh her own God. stuff mm-hmm. that she's not able to actually pull that off and then she like gives this big like speech you know do you remember when she's like lounging in her bed smoking a cigarette which i can't believe they're allowed to smoke in there but like she's sitting there <laughs> smoking a cigarette no lipstick like, but cigarettes right are fine. yeah cigarettes okay. in her in her tight t-shirt dress and she goes yeah she goes i heard what happened if i'd been here it wouldn't have happened i was like that's bullshit <laughs> it wouldn't yeah. have, i mean that would have totally happened they don't held your ass down what do you weigh like 105 like yeah. i don't yeah no yeah you know? um 
so yeah, those were the only things that I really whatever disliked mm-hmm. about it. But yeah, whenever 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 the great value Billy Squire scene comes up, I'm just like, Ugh. And, and the tongue yeah. kissing thing is just oh, like, what the hell, so gross. bro? Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, it's like you can do better. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> Mark, what's something you hated? Um, I didn't like the ending, uh, the very ending after the riot scene. It all feels very quick. It all feels like, okay, we got to just put a bow on this and call it a day, everybody. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you never see, like, what happened to Sutter? Did, oh, never yeah. mind. Yep. And right. Now Dr. Norton's running the show. How? What? How? Right. Did, did the board do something? Did the, what, what happened here? All of a sudden it's just over. And yeah. you finally get to see how the, awesome bowling alley that's across the street yeah i mean yeah where was that earlier <laughs> in the movie i remember taking the tour of alcatraz and the prisoners talking about how uh one of the hardest things about being on alcatraz is you could hear the new year's eve parties happening in san francisco and they would realize you're so close yet so far from mm-hmm. having that kind of life sitting wow. there on alcatraz these women were tortured by the sound of <laughs> Pins dropping and strikes <laughs> being hit. And I feel like that's an even worse torture and could have been an integral yeah. part of this movie had mm. they had a little bit yep. more foresight. Instead, it gets thrown into the year. very end. It's not just once Tuesday a year. Tuesday night is every... week night. Imagine that. There's a strike, 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 strike. Yeah. Imagine Pat Ass saying, like, you're never going to get to that bowling alley. You're never going to get over there and bowl. Like, whoa, that right. would be good. I would you be should exactly. be thankful that I spared you. <laughs> get it? Uh, it's a bowling reference. Bowling. Get your head out of the gutter. Yeah. Um, no, I think... So many opportunities there. So, so many. many. Yes. Missed. Missed. Yeah. All right, Erica, what is something you hated? I I only hated that we didn't get to find out why everyone was in there. We heard a couple people's mm, stories. Sure, sure. We obviously know Jenny's. We hear Lisa's. But we don't get to hear Charlie's story, really, or nope. any of her mm-hmm, girls, mm-hmm. or any uh, kind of a, the other more... Um, significant characters in there. We don't know what prompted Edna to want to work there. Clearly, right. she's got some things mm. going on in life that brought her to this. So I just wanted to hear. You just hear wanted more. more. You wanted, wanted more. more. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I've been hinting at this. It's, I, it's hard for me to say what I hated about this because, as producer Jack Cummins said about the movie, he said, "What we're attempting to do here is to exploit exploitation." And I'm like, mm. that's exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Indeed. And so it's hard to look at that and look at a movie that has that as its goal and go, well, I, you know, I have a lot of issues. Like, you know, it's yeah. like, what do you say? I will say, though, that they, as I've been mentioning, they could have eliminated a couple characters. Oh, yeah. That fight in the machine shop with with Shelly. Why isn't that Charlie? I, I don't know. Right. Like, you know, things like yeah. that. Uh I mean, obviously, this is an early 2023 worldly nominee for film with too many characters. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> uh, and again, speaking of the machine shop, what about the girl who caused the fight and then gets her face dunked in her food and then that's she's it. gone? Yeah. Bye bye. That's it. <laughs> right, Kelly right. does never heard from again. You know that Nikki is in love with her. You know, and that she wants to bunk with her. Quote, oh God! But, yes, but she we just don't wants ever someone to bunk again. with her. She just That's wants right. someone to bunk with her. Mm-hmm. That's all she and wants. And Doc Norton said we can bunk together. Right. Yeah. And no, nope, you can't. No, nope. you can't. She just wants someone to bunk with so mm-hmm. bad. 
but there's also other people. There's some of the the, the early the the female guards like in the very beginning, like the woman that oh. allows her to keep the bunny. Where is she later? Yeah. We don't know. We never see her. <laughs> Uh, the buff girl that they write into, she's got like oh, the sleeveless man. denim jacket. Yes. Yeah. She makes it to the first shower scene and bye bye. That's uh, it. <laughs> it's just there's so many characters that pop into this movie and are, just disappear. Yeah. And it's like I, hmm. I think some of the the seventies uh, prison, women in prison films that we talked that we talked about and will talk about do kind of a good job of saying, okay, let's just concentrate on the five women in the cell mm-hmm. and we'll just tell their stories. But this one wants to tell the story of tons of ladies yeah. and it and it just kind of makes it a little less focused right and at the end jenny's the only one that gets to leave yeah what is yeah. that she, just, ha- she right. just hails a cab yeah everybody else <laughs> has to stay i mean she's responsible for a guard being she, shot and, at the import export hotel i mean and you right. can tell like the girls are looking at her they literally look at her like bitch yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. does she get to yeah. leave and not carry? Yeah. She's like giving out hugs. They're like, well, nope. why don't we like you? You inspired the riot. Yeah. Like you got <laughs> everyone <laughs> right. You know, and they're like, well, we gotta let you go. You clearly yeah. are reformed. Like I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into our favorite scenes. I've already mentioned mine, but let's get into our favorite scene. Mark, what's your favorite scene? Uh, it's the same as yours. It's the bus at the end. Uh, yeah. Wendy o. Williams. Couple couple things, really quick. Uh, not to belabor the 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 favorite scene, but one, it's just a badass that she gets on top of the the bus. Yeah. But she is she is so overdoing every one of her lines up to oh, that yeah. point. Oh yeah. Where Beautiful. she's just like you know. Being just everything, like like saying, I don't want to work anymore. You know, like everything. Like, really? Like Jesus. Have a good day. Yeah. Even yeah. even even Tom like, G. Simone says in the commentary at that moment, he's like, it's funny that she doesn't want to do any more work because she doesn't do any work. Yeah. She's right. sick of the work. Right. And I'm like, Tom, you wrote this. Yeah. This is your right. script. Yeah. But and it's very by funny. this time in the movie, she is literally just screaming at the top of her lungs. You can hardly make out what she's saying. She's riding on the bus. She jumps off. I know she. Did, you talked about her doing her own stunt, but let's just imagine you are actually that character at that speed. You jumping off a bus. You got to. You are saying to yourself, "I'm going to fuck myself up real bad." Yes, right now. and she does. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, but when the bus crashes into the tower, they use the sound of a plane crashing, not a car crashing. <laughs> Hold on, I've got this one. Okay. Yes. yes. Did you catch that? Oh. I'll play it one more time. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> yep. That is a plane crashing. That's a like plane a World crashing. War II plane crashing, <laughs> not a bus crash. Wow. wow. <laughs> oh, okay. That's so great. <gasps> That oh is tremendous. I mean, if uh, that wasn't anyone's favorite scene, it is now. Now it's, <laughs> now it's even oh more my, my favorite now. Yep. Um, Aaron, what's your favorite scene? <laughs> oh my God. Um, my favorite scene, and, and this has been my favorite scene for like 20 years at this point, is um, the first riot. So is when Lisa, Lisa dies, Jenny screams, killer, th- you know, smashes mm-hmm. the glass, Going Wild by Wendell Williams starts playing and everyone just goes ape shit. 
I mean, they're throwing things, they're, they're tossing beds like they weigh nothing, you know, Carrie's binge eating, you know, you know shout out to my girl, everybody's just, oh, and then, um, Claudia, Claudia picks a fight with Wendy, like she, like, Claudia, Claudia picks a fight with Charlie, she just looks at her and she's like, I'm gonna fucking punch her out now, you know, punches yeah. her, they're all, all kinds of crazy stuff happen, and then, uh edna comes in and and sutter comes in and that's like the scene where edna turns on charlie who's dishing out that shit around here edna you are queen mother charlie you're nothing but a stupid kid from cleveland just a shit stain on the panties of life and it's great because warden's like you know your time is double and she's like so is your chin yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's like yeah. triple and it's like man that's a long ass time feel like that's happened before to Charlie. Because oh, yeah. she's slightly older than all the other girls. Charlie, yeah, right. Charlie's a very hard 17. <laughs> <laughs> very hard 17. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Led a very hard life in those 17 years. And uh, and it shows. Yep. And then they take her away. Like they're mm-hmm. like they're they're carting her away and she spits on the floor. <laughs> and, and it's like it's just one of those great like pivotal moments because you realize that like Charlie is not untouchable. Yeah. Right. You know? right. Um, mm-hmm. And then all, but all but that yeah, that whole that whole riot scene is just fantastic. And like I said, it's it's a testament to the music. Because once that music yeah. kicks in, you're just like, Oh Hell this yeah. is so yeah. cool. That's America, your favorite scene. It's that end scene, that okay. end riot. Just from start to finish, it's it starts and and just doesn't relent until that final bus crash. It's just it's easily my favorite. Yeah, and just hands down. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can't disagree. Let's go into final questions. These are our final questions for Reform School Girls. This film only deals with the girls of dorm fourteen. Mm. Um, how are the other dorms doing? Mm. that's a great question Uh, that's a great question (laughs) presumably better it seems to be quieter over there yeah yeah i mean they're all they all seem to convene for the riot in the end so none of them are happy yeah true but i i would assume it's it's a it's a little bit Mm -hmm. it's a little more country club in the other yeah Mm. yeah yeah it's like Laura Ashley nightgowns. And, uh, <laughs> it's very, it's very chill. It's, it's very tea and cucumber sandwiches. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hands yeah. over there. A lot of fancy hands. A lot of fancy hands. A lot of fancy hands. Absolutely. Um, have you ever seen someone eat fruit in a more disgusting fashion oh. than Wendy O. Williams? Yes. Thank oh, you. Oh, man. So Eat gross. it and then regurgitate it. Yeah. Like, yeah. A, and like, a ba- like she's feeding a baby bird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's on her cheeks. Like, yeah. So yeah. Why? It's just a slice of pineapple. She's like, I'm getting this all over my face. That's right. Yeah. Do you think that was a character choice or how Wendy O. Williams ate pineapple? That is another great question. <laughs> oh. yeah. I, I just think that's how she eats. That's what I think. Yeah. Right. You, you right. need to ask Tom because, yeah. because I know in the interview, um, Tiffany Helm said when she took her nail and she poked it into mm-hmm. the melon and she ate it, that that was her character choice. That was an acting choice she made for her performance. So I'm wondering. She had those long nails. Because she she had those long nails and she wanted to show them off, right? Yeah, yeah. But was it Wendy Williams? Right. A character choice to just. You need to ask Tom. When you interview Tom, you have to ask him. On her her face, yeah. Yeah. If you were sent to a reform school, what would be your one personal item 
that you just couldn't live without. Mm. Wow, that's a good question. I would say my puppy, but he wouldn't last. Yeah. Right. He'd get stomped. Um, I think, um, well, if the dress code is anything like Pride Moors, I guess mine would be pants. Because um, I'm just not someone yeah. who's comfortable lounging in underwear. I think my, I, so I think like a nice yeah. pair of sweatpants. They're trying to take that from yeah. you and you're like, yeah. no, oh, this is my personal item. <laughs> I don't look good in undies alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be, be between that and uh, probably my night guard. Cause you know, oh, I can't risk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, buddy. yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> can't grind that's those teeth. Yeah, can't yeah, grind yeah. down those teeth. So that's a tough call really. Uh, yeah, definitely. I, for me, it's got to be. I mean, in the context of this movie, it would have to be uh, Pepsid, because there's no way. I mean, me and those Carnation whole milk containers are not going to get along. So, <laughs> just like, oh, is it meal time? Ah, take a little swish of this. I mean, for my bunkmate, I'm doing you a favor. Okay, the one. So you're taking the bottom bunk. <laughs> that's right. what you're saying yeah definitely yes right yeah come on my knees can't handle jumping up and down off a top <laughs> be in trouble lactose <laughs> right. intolerance toxicity yeah yes. <laughs> i would probably sneak a couple blu-rays in there i'd be like come on yeah. just like a couple <laughs> can i bring a couple in that's good there's no blu-ray player when i have brought his collection or like some records yeah you know no record player no record player but definitely records uh we sort of touched on this, but what happens to the warden after the whole movie? Does she, ah, where, yeah. what happens? She doesn't die. Mm-mm. No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't we know don't what, know. I, that's, no. that's one of the great unanswered questions. She just disappears. Yeah. Yeah. I have to assume that she, during the riot was like, uh, I see the writing on the wall here. I'm just going to get out of here. And yeah. this, uh, this is my letter of resignation. This, she she <laughs> quietly like she quite steps quits. away. She quite right. quits. She, quite quits. She, just walks, yeah. she just walks out and doesn't come back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's suddenly the warden no of, call, another, no of another uh, reform school like across town. Yeah. <laughs> maybe she went, she to, went to the bowling alley. She went to the bowling alley. I was going to yeah. say, yeah. she's totally at the bowling alley passing out shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bowling. But that's a great question: Is where did Jenny go? Because like she took a cab. Is she off to find some other? Is she off to find great value Billy Squire to see if they can? Yeah, work? I think so. I think so. I think that's Sadly, definitely the I case. Think so because at one of those motels along the highway. Right. I mean, I, I do right. think she only hooks up with that guy because she knows she can get something out of it, and of course, he screws her over. But I just feel like she's the type of person that's going to be like, "You screwed me over when I thought we had a deal." But I'm back. That's right. Mm-hmm. I disagree. Mm-hmm. I think she's just on to ruining the next girl's life. Oh, there you like go. Like she's gonna find a new Lisa and be like, "I'm gonna look out for you." And then Lisa's like, "Okay," and turns and gets hit by <laughs> a bus. Like, like everybody, that she she touches. Just, Jenny just right. destroys her life. She's like the I worst just, friend. More lives to destroy. Uh, let's get into some research. This is released August twenty second, nineteen eighty six, uh, following New World's release of Vamp. Mm-hmm. which was released in July. And the same month they released Codename Wild Geese here in the United States. That actually came out a couple wow. years before, but wow. this is the U.S. release. A couple months later in October, they released Soul Man. So what oh, a year. What a year. One of their biggest what hits, year, what, One right. of their biggest hits is, is Soul Man, though. Yeah. The director of photography, Howard Wexler, also yeah. shot Angel 3, the final chapter, 
Huh. He went on to shoot several movies for Andy Sidaris, including Hard Ticket to mm-hmm. Hawaii. He also shoots 1993's Die Watching, which is released Ooh. by New World Pictures as well. With Christopher Atkins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Off That's, the dome. That was off wow. the dome. That is a very creepy snuff film movie. Wow. We have not seen that one yet. And I haven't seen it. Only recently realized that that was a New World movie. So I'm very and excited for that. did you know it's actually featured in um, Howard Stern's Private Parts? That's why Private Parts gets listed sometimes among mm-hmm. New World films. Uh, talking about castings, I read an interview with Sybil Danning. And so this is what she says about her casting in this. Uh, she says... What happened was my manager had offered me for that role. He knew of it. And they actually said, well, you know, we don't have enough money to pay Sybil for that role. So my manager actually told them, why don't you go to New World and tell them that Sybil would be interested, could be interested if the money is right for the role of the warden. That's what she says. It was uh, from what Tom DeSimone says, he's the one who came up with the fact that she would be the warden. Hmm. It seems like New World was already pushing for her, but... Whether or not her manager did indeed call, who knows? There was supposed to be a catfight, or at least Sybil Danning says that she she suggested a catfight between her and um, Wendy O. Williams, which is, we sort of do have a couple catfights in here, but that's another staple of women in prison films. Mm-hmm. So she suggested the two of them. She actually says, I said to my manager, how cool would it be if Wendy and I had a real catfight? Because, I mean, we are these contrary characters, and it would really pay off. And I also thought if the director would want it, uh, he he could even have her kill me off. I mean, that's okay, because it's kind of like in Chained Heat, you have to go against the authority. So if they kill me, that's okay, but I think it would be really cool, and the fans would love that. And the director, Tom DeSimone, said, okay, I'm going to go ask, and came back and said, no, Wendy doesn't want to do it, and she, <laughs> she wants to do what she was contracted for that wasn't in her contract. Mm-hmm. Whatever, she didn't want to do it, and I think she was silly and stupid not to do it, says... <laughs> <laughs> Wow. wow. Woo! Sybil Danny throwing shade. Sybil Danny. Wow. And yeah, she says, I wouldn't have asked for more money or anything. We could have had a great cat fight. Oh, well. Speaking of casting, though, DeSimone had wanted to write, uh, he wanted to cast Linda Blair in the role of Dr. Norton. Oh. Hmm. That was who he told Love It Loud that Blair, quote, was at a point where she didn't want to do any more exploitation films for a while. Even though she wouldn't have been a victim in Reform School Girls, something she was tired of playing, but she didn't think she could bring much to the project, but that's who mm. he really wanted for that role. Instead, initially cast was Mary Waranoff oh. as Dr. Norton. And too, according too to Tom, yeah, Tom <laughs> DeSimone said she was a little too hard and too tough. She played the role too, too tough. tough. Mm. He tried to get her to soften. She wouldn't. And he had to go to the, <laughs> he had to go to the producers and say, I think we need to make a switch here. And they had to pay her off for the film. So she got wow. paid for reform school girls, but she's not in it. And then they replaced her with uh, Charlotte McGinnis. Mm-hmm. This is a Balcor film investors production, which you NWPP VIPs will recall from our pretty smart episode. And you can listen to that part and, and you can hear all about it. But the summary of it is that Balcor raised money for new world, selling limited partnerships to investors so that everyone can share in the profits, but they, New World never let the investors know that they would share in less than a fourth of the video market profits. And it's interesting because Tony Randall, when we interviewed him, and he was the executive in charge of this film, he said that uh, this movie was really made for video markets. In fact, I 
emailed him about this and he wrote me back. And this is what he says. Reform School Girls was not really a product of the production department. The film was made in the era of needing product to fill video shelves and was a film driven by New World Video. Once it was a go, I assume production wanted or was asked to shepherd the film along. I'm sure it was looked upon as lowbrow by my colleagues, and thus they assigned the new kid to the project, me. That's how I became involved. I had nothing to do with the development. So... Uh, I said the person most responsible for it is probably New World Video, the person in charge. So, hmm. uh, which is interesting because if it was really driven for for video, they must have thought, yeah, and we'll get Sybil Danning and she's going to sell a bunch of video units. And yeah. luckily, we don't have to mm-hmm. share in those profits. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not Did they not much. share in any of it or just not much of it? I think they got just like a, a 22, from what I recall, of what I said and pretty smart. I think they only got like 22% of the video sales. Got so it. they got it. had a large part of it. So they didn't let investors know that. Hmm. Or maybe that was something in the fine print that nobody noticed. Well, they sure, would have but... looked at the, Yeah. Contractually, you would just have to, they wouldn't, maybe that's not in the sales pitch deck. Yeah. If you right, read the right, contract, right. you would see clearly in the that you weren't 30 getting pages that. of the contract. It's buried yeah. somewhere in there in the middle. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, they didn't get much of the contract. And, you know, there's lots of problems there. Again, you can you can go back to Pretty Smart and hear what happened there. But this is one of the Balcor films. Mm. A sequel. Linda Carroll in a 2020 interview with Pop Geeks said that Sybil Danning asked her to come up with a Reform School Girls 2 in 2005. But Carroll says wow. that she couldn't come up with anything too dramatic. Um, so I figured, why don't we come up with a sequel right here? Oh, wow. We're going to workshop this. I mean, this isn't like like steaming. You know, we can't just like, (laughs) yeah, know what's awesome and just drop it. Yeah. Yeah. And we're definitely not doing a reform school, boys. (laughs) Or are we? Right. I don't know. Are we? I would say you're right. I I definitely know Erica's got to agree that this is not steaming. But um, no, no, this is not steaming. But. Um, does Sybil Danning go to another reform school? Perhaps. Yeah. Does I mean, Linda was, Carroll become she left, the, so does she, she become w- the new Dr. Norton? Does oh. she then does she go into the school as a new employee mm-hmm. and realizes that she's actually working for mm-hmm. Sybil Danning? Do we shoot it on our phones and release it on Tubi? <laughs> That's that's undeniably yes. yes. That's, yes. that's absolutely a hundred percent. Yes. I mean, so it's it, it's all found footage style. Oh yeah. god. Um, <laughs> and it goes in and out of being really good for those who have iPhones, and then really shitty and grainy on Ryan and I's Androids. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Android. <laughs> Quality really takes Hot a dip at times. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right, buddy. That's right. We're all screwed. Yeah. Yeah, my Pixel will never be able to. Uh, no. I got a, I got a Pixel Six. This this uh, we can shoot it on this. We got it. <laughs> we can shoot it. That's I'll right. Ta- I'll Great be director cameras. of cinematography. Uh, and this one is it's it's just showers. Mm-hmm. It's all showers. All the time. <laughs> Most it's of actually, the movie is a shower. It's like Steeman. It is just a spa, a prison spa. <laughs> right. All kinds which, of dialogue, and it which, just takes place in the shower. Yeah, which is a is a, n- a note actually from Chained Heat, which we've talked about. Mm. Chained Heat. Um, John Vernon is the warden, and Ooh. he has a hot tub in his he's office. A, he's a rough so, dude in that movie. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. rough. Rough. We definitely have to get great, great value Billy Squire back. 
Same actor. <laughs> same. I want the same scene with the with the tight jeans and no shirt. No shirt. But, but today. Can we find like, another? Yeah. Though is there like an updated version? Uh, that actor has passed away. Because um, he's passed away, oh, we have to yeah. find a, another another Shit. welcome back Cotter reject. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they exist. Yeah, well, for sure. We can I, find somebody. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I've dated them. Yeah. They do exist. Yeah, but, we get yeah, we have Gary Oldman. <laughs> Yes. I mean, right? We, but would we ever know? We would never we would, know. We would never, never know. know. We would, An audition we would and we would know. not know it's And him. we will cast him <laughs> we as, not know. yeah, dollar store Billy Squire. And, and no yeah. one will ever know. No one yep. will ever know. Nope. And he's too old or, for the part, but nobody will notice. Yeah, you'll or never know. Put Gary Oldman in that jumpsuit and have yep. him play Warden Sutter. Oh, yeah. Ooh, oh, he's right? playing yeah. Sybil Danning? <laughs> right. That would be incredible. Absolutely. In a sequel. Wow. He could do a weird Gary off-brand German Sybil accent. Sybil Danning as. Warden <laughs> <laughs> Sutter. Uh, all right. Well, that is our version for Reform School Girls 2. It's time to make it. It's been let's too long. It. We need to do it. Let's needs do to it. happen. Get your iPhones out. Let's make it. Aaron, Don, thank you so much yes, for joining us for this episode. Thank you. Thank tell you so everybody much. where they can find you and uh, and then tell us a little bit about your podcast. Absolutely. So you guys can find me. Um, I'm mostly on Instagram under Manic Movie Monday Podcast. Uh, the show is exclusively on Spotify at the moment. Um, okay. It airs every two weeks. So every other Monday. Um, and by the time this airs, like obviously this will already be <laughs> our, our next episode will already be gone. But we, we did a devil in the flesh with uh, Rose McGowan, which will which will drop tomorrow. Um, wow. The podcast mainly is devoted to celebrating the underappreciated. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of it is, you know, celebrating our passion for movies that maybe we grew up with that don't really get a fair shake, like Jaws three or house two or, Mm -hmm. um, or the pirate movie. Speaking of Christopher Atkins, Um, (laughs) lots of different, lots of different things that uh, a lot of people have kind of created podcast episodes to make fun of, you know, whereas we kind of tend to meet it where it's at. Mm -hmm. And we understand that, you know, it's like Swiss cheese. It's tasty, but it has holes. Um, and <laughs> But we celebrate it and we celebrate it in a very like kind and loving way. And, and so it's just been a, it's just really been a labor of love. I have lots of guests on and we have episodes called Here for the Music, where we basically take a, an 80s movie soundtrack and we do a deep dive into that. Like we've done Once Bitten, uh, we've done Modern Girls, which is another one, and, and you, know, you then, could have done Love at Second Bite, but I could have, right? Never, unfortunately, the FBI, yeah, uh, they said no, you don't deserve this soundtrack. That's that right, would have been. Yeah, Not I would also recommend people listen to your episode about the Porky's trilogy, which is which is I think the first episode mm-hmm. I listened to. Yep, and uh, it made me go back and rewatch Porky's because in my memory. I know we had watched that Mark and I when we were kids yep. and but I had that as such a oh that's just the big you know dirty you know movie where guys are peeking on girls in the shower but that's a small part of that movie I had forgotten it was a period piece I'd mm-hmm. forgotten a lot about that movie and rewatching mm-hmm. I was like oh this isn't what I had in my memory at all um plus directed by Bob Clark of all people so yeah. Love like it. yeah I mean so great. It's a great, great episode about all three of the Porky's movies. So 
Check out all of those episodes. We hope you will give them a five-star review and you will give us a five-star review. If you want to know anything about our podcast, you can go to our website, www.newworldpicturespodcast.com and you can see all of our episodes. You can get our t-shirts. Buy a t-shirt. And uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We will see you next time on the New World Pictures Podcast. Bye, everybody. Are you looking for a change? Are you looking for career growth? Can you use a shotgun? Are you afraid of having a fork on your neck? Do you hate kittens? If so, then Pride More has a job for you. If you can drive a truck while smoking a cigarette, if you don't mind ladies who don't wear pants, and if you want to be the talk of the town, then apply today at Pride More. The future is in your hands. Pride More. Music. <laughs>